Watchers of Westeros, a Game of Thrones podcast. We're finally here. Season 7 has premiered. We're back with the episode. What is the episode called? Anybody know? I don't know. Dragonstone. Yes. Dragonstone. That's what it's called. I should know that, shouldn't I? It would be good for as being a Game of Thrones podcast host to know what the show is called. Either way, it's good to have the show back because it's been a while been a little while since uh, we've had a new game of thrones episode to watch but we we've got one now and we're here to talk about it so welcome to the watchers of westeros introductions are in order if you're new to the show or you've forgotten who we are that can happen and this is gonna be a little bit of a different one we warned you last time this is gonna be a bit of a different episode so my name is dominic and usually joining me would be the one and only kieran duggan but he's not here yet yet uh but in his place we've got a couple of other podcasters who if you've heard me podcast before you probably know these guys so uh, we have from the star wars underworld my good friend and co-host chris siegel Wait, what are you saying mate i'm still here <laughs> <laughs> karen what? karen you're here oh my god this is crazy uh, <laughs> uh no i'm excited i'm excited to be here um this is this is very strange podcasting with you about something other than Star Wars. I know it's it's weird. I don't like it. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. And also joining us uh, from about ten billion podcasts, uh, we've got Patrick Bonfrisco. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and uh, we should also mention uh, it's good that Patrick's here because we are now part of the Radio Free Podcasting podcast network that patrick started so we've got uh, many other great shows and colleagues here whom patrick will list for you now because it's your network patrick you know i thought you, you know were about things. to say it's good that i'm here because you're podcasting from my kitchen well that <laughs> it would too. be really that weird th- if you were podcasting <laughs> from my kitchen without me especially if i listen back to this later um, that's that's true yeah. <laughs> yeah so um but no no coincidence i'm not on the show because they joined the network i didn't say hey First rule, put me on the show. <laughs> Just uh, the stars aligned. But uh, yeah, at RadioFreePodcasting.com, and you can uh, check out uh, my show, Radio Free Mandalore. Um, How's Annie, Twin Peaks podcast, um, Amateur Pod, and hopefully some more coming soon. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, let's get into the episode. And since he's not here, hmm. we're going to give Kieran the first word on the episode. So take it away, Kieran. Dominic, Chris and Patrick, I hope everyone's doing well. I'm sorry I can't be there today on the Watchers of Westeros, but unfortunately you may be able to hear some noise in the background. I'm currently on a flight going from Ex- going from Manchester to Exeter. Exeter's a small town in England, so I'm sorry I'm not in America with you guys. But 
I'm here to give my thoughts on the first episode of Season 7 of Game of Thrones and what an episode it was. Dominic, you'd messaged me beforehand. I told you to avoid spoilers and you just about managed it, but you said Arya was amazing in this episode and I have to agree. At the beginning, I did not expect that opening um, with her wearing the mask of Walder Frey, or wearing the face, I should say, Walder Frey, and then killing everybody in that room. And I, I have to say, it was one of the most fist-pump moments I've ever, ever had on the show, really. It was just... It's about time that those phrase got their retribution and it was a great way to kick off season seven some key parts i think of the episode that really stood out to me were of course cersei and euron greyjoy and and jamie lannister that whole trio clearly jamie not approving of cersei's decision to go with the greyjoys but what i thought was fascinating really was the relationship between cersei and jamie in amongst all of this they haven't even talked about it Cersei and Jamie that is about the death of their son Tommen the fact that he killed himself and the fact that Cersei said that that was a betrayal I think that was really fascinating insight into her character now where she stands it feels like he has betrayed her for killing himself because she protected him and yet really it was her actions that pushed him figuratively at least over that ledge Another point of interest was up in the north with Jon Snow, Sansa, and, well, the sort of alliance that has grown in the north between all of the houses. I have to say, I have to say it's a very fractured alliance, let's put it that way. A lot, of, a lot of different houses with their own agendas and their own motivations. It's not going to last, that much is clear, and you can see already the disagreements between Sansa and Jon. Jon on one side talking about the, the sort of retribution if you could have if, if that's the right phrase to use against those who betrayed him and, and sided with Ramsay Bolting in the fight in the battle for Winterfell and yet Sansa's making the case of saying well why are we rewarding why are we why are we not taking away what was what was owned by the Karstarks and the Umbers why why are they still keeping what they own when they betrayed us and John's making a valid point of saying well that wasn't these children as we later see who then swear allegiance to John it wasn't it wasn't the children of Karstark and the Umbers that sided with Ramsay Bolton it was their parents interesting I, I like where it's going though I, I sort of now can believe that there's going to be a sort of rift between them and not think it's sort of forced it, it does make sense and you've still got the little finger angle which for me is a bit, bit of a bold prediction but after seeing the preview for next episode I think I, I, I think what's going to happen here is that John is going to go down to meet Danny because he's going to be forced out by the likes of Littlefinger and Sansa I think Littlefinger is going to reveal the fact that John is a Targaryen and that is what and that's going to be revealed in front of everybody it's going to be revealed publicly and that's when John's going to be pushed out that's what I think uh, I know there is that added Sam angle with him saying that in Dragonstone there is a lot of dragon glass which also gives John an excuse to go down there but I think that's going to be the thing that pushes him there as much as pulling there. He's being pulled there because there's dragon glass, but he's being pushed there because of the likes of Littlefinger and Sansa declaring him a Targaryen and not a Stark. And the final part I wanted to raise really was the the sort of Clegane stuff, which I thought was equally fascinating. Because uh, with the Danny stuff at Dragonstone, not much happens. It's just that she goes to Dragonstone. We knew that was going to happen, and, and sort of waited to see what happens next. And then the same with Bran at the Wall. He's gone to the Wall. We know the White Walkers are coming. Although to be fair, the White Walkers have got multiple giants. That is going to be some epic showdown. Um, but that was a real shock moment. But the Clegane stuff, I thought, was fascinating. And they went to that house back in season four. And, uh, and that house in season four was where, of course, he left those two landowners, that mother, the father and the daughter, to die. And, um, and then he buried their bodies. And it shows a sort of change in their perspective. 
tea or coffee. Um, but the, the, the interesting thing now is that he's now started to understand what the Lord of Light's all about. He's looked into the fire, he's seen what's going on in the flames of him and the Brotherhood, and now it's up to see, now it's going to be interesting to see whether the Brotherhood are going to be successful in their endeavours, because they want to go to the wall to stop the White Walkers. A lot of convergence is going there, but will it succeed? And I'm going to stop now, because somebody now is speaking over me, the announcer is probably speaking louder than I am. But I'm sorry I can't be there, I'll say that again. And I look forward to hearing your views on the latest episode. See you later, Dominic, Chris and Patrick, and I'll speak to you all soon. Bye. Thank you very much, Kieran. We're back now, so let's get into this episode. And we'll start how we always do, with just overall initial impressions of this episode. So, Chris, I'm going to throw it to you first. What did you think of Dragonstone? Game of Thrones is back! Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it, it was great. Uh, The reason why I continue to watch Game of Thrones, and I've not continued to watch a lot of other popular shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Doctor Who, uh, Walking Dead, is because Game of Thrones to me is the most consistent show on television. Mm -hmm. Like, I I, I can't just point to a season and say, oh, that was a bad season, or this season was really awesome. I feel like there's there's good stuff every season. Every episode has great moments in it. The pacing is brilliant in this show when you look at both the way that the seasons are written and the way that the inside the individual episodes are written. Just absolutely brilliant. And that's the case with the beginning of this season and the beginning and this this episode throughout in in general is just picking up the a lot of the storylines that we left off with and continuing them and uh as always it just makes me more and more and more intrigued and interesting about what's gonna happen next the show is great at holding my interest and i left this episode thinking uh, what's gonna happen next there's a lot of interesting developments it's like it's like every episode you're seeing everybody just move one chess piece one chess piece (laughs) and you're just waiting for the waiting for that point when it's when it's checkmate Mm. but brilliant episode yeah absolutely patrick how about you well kieran really summed up my thoughts i don't know if i could say it better than he did but um one thing i really noticed about tonight i i I make this mistake every year after a season ends I i think i should watch that again right before the next one starts and i never get around to it and i always feel like when the um season premiere hits it takes me a while to get caught up on what's going on because I've forgotten so much or sometimes can't even remember who certain people are. Mm. Um, I feel like this one, they, they did a better job than ever of um, not beating you over the head with, here's where we left off, of w- working it into the story so that as I'm watching the episode, new things are happening and they're not doing a ton of exposition. It's like, hey, Jon Snow, my half brother, <laughs> wink to the audience, you know. But but it's it's there's enough of of uh, of them reminding me where they left off, where everyone was, where they are now, why they're important, how they relate to each other. Uh, that I feel like I can just jump in, and I didn't finish this one. Going, I really do need to watch six again before next week. Yeah, I got to squeeze in a season now mm-hmm. because I'm already lost. <laughs> episode one, I'm lost. Uh, I felt I felt good after the episode. I really enjoyed the episode, and it, 
didn't feel like it was dumbed down. You, you didn't fall asleep in it or anything, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I was just resting my eyes, guys. Just resting my eyes. You know, it's a long day. Those overnight lines I had to wait in. Oh, oh yeah. Wait. You, you were waiting over li- overnight lines. Yeah, that's totally what's happening here. Uh, yeah, I, like you guys have said, this episode was a great start to this season. Um Coming off of last season, last season was a really strong season where a lot of big things happened. So, you know, there were a lot of expectations for this episode. And I I know I looked on Twitter. I saw some people were a little bit less than thrilled that nothing really happens in this episode. There's not a lot of huge progression. Mm. Uh, But Game of Thrones premieres have always kind of done that. That first episode is really about establishing where we are and taking a mm-hmm. couple of baby steps forward. Yeah. There's no leaps and bounds. I mean, I look back at like season five and Chris, you were saying you, you can't think of like the, yeah. the weaker seasons and yeah. the, the better season. Season five is the weaker season for me. Like, I, well, you know, I can, you, you would know. You, it's your job to review this show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> As a viewer, I don't really, um, no, I, I, I disagree with that. I mean, I think that Danny landing in, in Westeros was, yeah. was a big moment. Yeah, but I think the thing was like, we didn't get much beyond her actually landing. So, it, it, you know, there's a big, the big the moment. I know, but I think the I've been bigger... waiting for this the entire show. <laughs> like, she leaves in season but, one. But the thing was, right, like, we ended last season with her beginning the journey. And right. I think that was the moment for people was like, okay, we're finally, the, the, the journey is finally yeah. beginning because, yeah. you know, nothing really happened on the journey. Um, which is as far as we know, not that I suppose. Yeah, episodes. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, when the books are finally written, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, that that is that is the thing. If if, if we were re- if George was George Martin was still writing the show, uh, it, it, some a bunch of stuff would have happened on the way, and we'd be next season wouldn't be the last season. We'd have like four more seasons, and we'd have like a yeah. three year wait in between yeah. them. And it's stuff. like where's where's that, where's that scene with, with Tyrion drinking wine on the side of the boat? Exactly, and, and then yeah. someone pukes off the side. And... Exactly. So so you know, I've seen some people saying that. So, but you know, I like season five, the premiere, it, we like went through everybody. And I you remember yeah. saying that that was one of the first episodes we reviewed on the show. I remember saying to Karen, like, nothing happened. Like, why? we didn't need to check in with everybody in this episode. Um, but this one, I feel like they did a good enough job of, of reminding us where we are and, and beginning to take some baby steps mm-hmm. forward yeah. in, in ways that felt significant. Um Perhaps uh, not m- no more than uh, that opening scene, the cold yes. open, and that was big too. That yeah. was a big moment. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's the that's the ultimate revenge after one of the I, most I, I, traumatizing exactly, scenes but, in the history of television. But again, to go back, just to play devil's advocate for the people on Twitter yes. who are complaining, we had that moment in the finale when she actually killed Walter Frey. Yeah. So, so you know, it's, it's, kinda... yeah, these are these scenes are all continuations. You know, we had the echoes, scene. Yeah. yeah, we had the scene. The, the ripples, you know, like yeah, the, yeah, you the, know, ripples, the big yeah. the big splash at the end of last season was Jon Snow being the king of the north, you know, yep, yep. All, all of that. Uh, and then this episode, we see him being king, yep. and so it, it's less about that. And, and you know, Cersei yeah. this season being, yeah, uh, you know, again she was named queen last season, and yep. this season she just or this episode yeah. she just kind of. You know, right. queen. <laughs> right, right, right. But that opening scene uh, definitely, I mean, it was a cold open for one, which is which rare. Is, it, is that the first time that they've done that? No, we've done cold opens first, before. it's still the, rare. They did the yeah. thing with the hound uh, yes. last season was a cold that's open. That's right, that's right. And I feel like there's one more that yeah. I'm just not thinking. Oh, there was, a, I think there was a cold open where they melted down Ned's sword in like season four or something hmm. like that. Uh, but there was something else that I thought was a cold open at one point, but it wasn't. Um, but yeah, it's, it's rare to have a cold open. But I, I do th- that scene. All right, at what point did you catch on? Did, or did okay, you know right the, away? Here's the thing. Or did it take you okay, a to so catch on? Okay, so when 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 he he came on when Walter came on screen, mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute, w- wasn't he dead? And like, mm-hmm. is this a fla- are they doing flashbacks now? Yeah. Like that's kind of what I thought might have happened. And then um, I think it was the m- the moment when. It's when he lifts the cup up and then mm. doesn't drink. I'm like, right. okay, this this is what's going on. So yeah. for me, it was um, I didn't think it was really a flashback, but more of like, you know, when we come back and we start just a few minutes before. Right, that's kind of what I, I thought. I couldn't exactly remember yeah. how the scene played yeah. out last yeah. time. I'm like, oh, are we seeing this scene again? Yes, that's what I thought. Uh, and then yeah. I started to figure it. I'm like, as soon as he said uh, two dinners in one day or whatever that line was, mm. I'm like, oh, I think I know. I think mm-hmm. I know exactly what this is. And then the two hints for me was when he did or yeah. that confirmed it when he didn't drink. Yeah. I was like, "Yep." And when he didn't let the servant drink, yes, mm-hmm. and yeah. I knew exactly yeah. what was going on. Yeah. And 
And, uh, you know, I was happy because I did have all the phrase on my Deadpool. <laughs> I, I didn't write this right now, but I, yeah. I wrote it a couple weeks ago. That was the episode. And I just, out of the blue, I said, you know, I think in the first episode, maybe first five minutes, we're going to kill all the phrase. So I think I win the Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> for, for all of you listening, because, you know, nothing works, better on, yeah, nothing works better on a podcast than sight gags. Um, and Patrick just had a, held up an envelope with a, a Sharpie written on it. Um, but, yeah, I was going to do a thing this season where we checked in on the Deadpool every uh, every episode, but surprisingly, nobody had all the phrase in their Deadpool. I didn't think we did see the phrase again, yeah. to be honest. Mm. I, I don't mean to brag, mm. but I knew right away that was Arya. Like, yeah. I, it, it took me a moment. I'm like, wait, what? He's what's he doing? Oh, mm. like that was sort of my thought process. Yeah. It didn't it didn't take me mm. long. It's just because I didn't review the this, this show. Season. I yes, wasn't sure probably, if we were yeah. literally watching something that was in mm. like not even filmed some new stuff but backed up. But I was well, just kind mm. of like, is this the scene? Yeah, like. Are they going to well, do the thing and then and then maybe mm-hmm. show where she went right after that? Right. And then I was like, I don't remember there being this many people in the room. Yeah. And so it yeah. just took well, me a while to figure out what was going on. Yeah. It sort of it clicked pretty quickly for me once a, once or after that initial shock of mm-hmm. what's David Bradley doing on my screen? Yeah, you right, know, it was sort of right. after that moment. What's the first doctor doing yeah, on my why screen? Why does he keep yeah. showing up everywhere? <laughs> he is the doctor. Yeah. Um, and and, and you know, after I had that, I'm like, oh, it's that. And then yeah. you showed all the people. I'm like, oh, she's going to fully avenge yeah. the Red Wedding. And But it wasn't like one of those things where like you guess the twist mm. and you're like, oh, that's sad. I, I guess the twist and my grin just mm-hmm. went like grew yeah. all the way up my face. It was, it was a really a great moment of avenging the Red Wedding and putting it in the same scene, the same location. Yes. And I, they talk about it, you know, uh, Benioff and Weiss talk about it in the inside the episode. You know, David Bradley's performance, he puts in these little subtle mm-hmm. things so you know it's not really mm-hmm. Walder. And, and it'd be interesting if you guys go back and watch it and yeah. see yeah. if you could catch him because I did. There were a couple of things that were just. I didn't tiniest... notice anything before the cup thing but yeah, there were but, things before oh, that yeah just the tiniest little his look was just a little bit um, off he took pauses in weird places and i was watching i'm like this is really good this is yeah. this is a good actor yeah. i mean david bradley come on yeah, how, yeah. Do you, how do you complain um so we go from the twins and aria actually let's stick with aria I, we'll, we'll, well, we'll come I back want, to I some other things too. yeah i was glad they did a, a cold open because it gave me a moment to look at both of you and be like Mm. You got like yeah, in yeah. the first five yeah. minutes. Are you enjoying this as much as yeah, I am? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looked it like everybody the... in the room was. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if it moment... had just gone straight, I don't think I would have looked away from the TV. <laughs> right. But it was cool to stop and go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that just happened. Is, it, is this just me, or <laughs> yeah, is that yeah. was that awesome? But yeah, yeah there was, was cool. that. There was that moment, like, yeah. like the, the first opening bits of the note. The and we're like we all just turned to look. We're like, yeah, that was great. That was awesome. But let's let's stick with Arya because the next thing we see from her, she's later on. She's riding through the woods and she comes on some. Lannister bannermen. So these are the people that Arya should be killing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, one of them has a really nice singing voice. I could see that guy winning some Grammys or something. You know, that, that maybe, yeah. maybe someday. Uh, stick with it, kid. Uh, redheaded kid. <laughs> What's your name again? Ed something. I don't know. Uh, she comes on some Lannisters, and it's an interesting moment. And I think this scene, how this scene plays out when we pick up from it next time, is, is going to be really indicative of where Arya is going mm-hmm. this season because. Again, these are the people she should be killing. These are her enemy. But it's it's interesting because they're not really her enemy. Her right. enemy is Cersei and Jamie and other bunch of other dead people. Yeah. Um but these people represent them and, and fight for them. And but yet they're so nice. They're so nice. These are the nicest Lannisters we've ever met. And she's sharing a meal with them, which again in medieval culture, in Game of Thrones culture, when you share a meal with somebody, that's a big deal. If you're invited in or you invite somebody in, mm-hmm. it's a peace offering, which is why the Red Wedding was so uh, devastating and, 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 and really beyond just the fact that all those characters died. It's, this is supposed to be where you're safe. These are the rights and, and the rules of the land. So she's sharing this meal with, her and so, with them. And so if she kills them, that is a step in a very dark direction mm. for Arya. That is it. Then this is going to be a very dark season. Whereas if she doesn't kill them, then she's upholding a lot more of that stark honor, that stark yeah, thing. I wouldn't expect her to kill them. I think she she knows who the truly heinous people are, and that's it's it's a good point to mention the thing about you know kind of breaking that trust bond that's formed when you're, you invite someone in because you could say the same thing about all of the men 
um, all the phrase like, oh, well, they were just following orders. They didn't all want to kill them or whatever. But again, it's like they should have known better because they're not only they're following orders, but they're breaking rules. Yeah. And then that's why they all deserve to die, even mm-hmm. though maybe not all of them actually slit a throat in that scene. Some of yeah. them might have served the food, you know. <laughs> but again, yeah. because they were serving the food, they knew. They were in These on were it, laws, yeah. and and they were breaking it. So I, I can I, th- th- so it you, kind of you, plays you, back into that. So, so you think Arya is is going down the honorable Stark path? She's yes. not going to be the. She's not. She's not falling to the dark side. She's not. This isn't an, an Anakin season. For I, her. I don't expect that. No. This is this is her Luke Skywalker I, I've moment. Never. <laughs> I've never envisioned her to be a character that goes from innocent to gray to dark. To dark. Like that's. Yeah. I've it, always thought that she's going to be just kind of a, a kind of like a chaotic good character right. in the yeah yeah because he, like last season the last few seasons she's been training to be an assassin essentially yeah. like that's her thing and i mean you look at the way she took out Marin trant in season five like that is a gory scene yeah it, it's pretty dramatic yeah. uh and and so the, the potential is there right like it, and it's good storytelling the potential yeah. is there for her to fall fall to the dark side for lack of a better term yeah but that's what keeps it interesting is because you never you never know yeah. and if you just know the whole time then you know it's not as interesting exactly exactly so patrick is this is Arya going uh are going light she going dark what is she oh, gonna I kill think, these guys no i don't think she will and i think there were a few a few cues in there like just some of the things that, that the guys were telling her mm-hmm. about how one wanted to have a daughter because the daughter will take care of the father whereas mm-hmm. yeah. boys go off to fight someone else's war right and kind of just a reminder that well, and, and Arya, you know, of all characters, right? Like, she has had no one since Ned's head came mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Like, the closest thing to a parent she's had is the Hound. Yeah. How is that? Yeah. <laughs> but I was, I was thinking more of, it was just a reminder that these these guys, even though they're, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're the Lannister Bannermen or whatever, they're, they even said, we're fighting someone else's war. Yeah, they yeah. know. And little yeah. reminders. And, and at the end, when she said she was on her way to kill the Queen, she didn't say... I'm going to kill all the Lannisters. I'm going to kill you guys. Yeah. It's she has her mission. She's on a yeah. mission to kill the queen. Yeah. Um, and I don't think she has. I think that it will be interesting for her to hang out with Lannisters on her way to do this. Sure. But I don't think she's going to take them out as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, it, yeah. And then she does say she's going to kill the queen. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's a lot of the promotion. This stuff has been about Arya. Uh, and then the, and the Stark reunion, we've seen a lot of pictures of her with of, of Maisie Williams with Kit Harrington and Sophie Turner and Isaac Hempstead. Right? Is she going to turn around, or is that a little bit of misdirection? Do you think? Hmm. I, I think she'll reunite with them before the end of the season. I think we're going to start next year with all of them all together. But just because they've shown us pictures doesn't mean that's going to happen in episode three or four. Yeah. That could be. The very last thing that could six be or where, seven, yeah, yeah, where we yeah. end, yeah, where everyone ends up mm-hmm. going into it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. My prediction is she's going to meet Melisandre on the road and mm. learn about the King in the North, mm. her sister, and per, at that point, perhaps even her other brother, uh, and, and turn around because if you remember back in season three, one of the things Melisandre told Arya is, "We will meet again." Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's possible. True. It's possible. Uh, okay, so we go from Arya to another Stark child. Uh, Brandon Stark, mm. uh, and this scene, you know, we come out of the opening credits, and they really remind us who the real threat is these days. And we get this great—it's Brand's vision, but we get this great scene of the White Walkers and the and the uh, and the Whites, the Army of the Dead, walking through the snow. And you, you see, there's a bunch of giants in oh, there, cool. mm-hmm. and just you see this whole army. And then we get uh, Mira and Bran at the wall with Ed. Uh, finally being allowed through. Um, what's next for those two? We're, we're, I think Winterfell. But what's what's going to be Bran's role in all of this? Now that he is back, uh, he has a p- crucial piece of information about Jon's parentage. But is there more to him right now than just, hey, actually, you're a Targaryen? Um, well, I mean, he serves a utility because of his abilities. Mm-hmm. So perhaps he's going to have some in tactical insights that's what i was thinking yeah but i mean obviously it's 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 the information that he has is huge too and that is going to have ramifications so they've got to work him in Mm -hmm. because of that Mm -hmm. yeah and so we go quick scene there and we get back to the north in uh, winterfell with john and sansa holding court amongst (laughs) the lords of the north and 
we start to see something that was hinted at last season is the tension mm. between uh, these Stark half siblings there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sansa is definitely John is is very much holding up with the you know the sins of the father, uh, yes. or not the sins of the son or whatever that saying is. Um, whereas Sansa, you know, she wants to send a message. She wants to rule through. Um, through group by force through fear you know if you if you abandon us you will pay yeah, she's sort of thing. she's thinking of it from a big picture mm-hmm. tactical perspective you know if a group of people didn't you know support us then we're not gonna scratch their back yeah. you know later we're gonna find somebody else and lift lift them up which it, it makes sense mm-hmm. but you know and, it, and it's very interesting because because then john i think is looking at it from a kind of like a bottom-up like people perspective yeah, yeah, like how does this really affecting the people and i think that's what makes john a very unique and interesting leader because you think about where he, he, he's a bastard child mm-hmm. so he's he he's been surrounded by royalty yet he's known like he's not really royalty he's not really like one of them mm-hmm. and so i think he sees things from a, like a non-royal non-leader perspective yeah. and i think that almost makes him a better leader because he has that he, mm-hmm. he can relate he to, that feeling, to the yeah. everyman and i think that's that's really interesting because no one else is no like else that, that everywhere yeah. else yeah i mean I mean, later in the in this sort of sequence sansa does sort of say to him you know i watched our father i watched mm. rob make these same mistakes yeah. and there is you know rob does have a very similar line about some uh lannisters that they've captured and and you know not killing them because you know they're, they're they didn't do anything yeah. wrong they're they're not they're not that so and and things didn't turn out that well for rob so in you know what I think is going on here, and this is going to tie into a, a, another scene that we're going to talk about in a bit. But I think there's a, a theme throughout this episode of people feeling like the only way to be safe is to get as much power yeah. as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is one of those moments where Sansa has been in an unsafe place yes. for so long that she's willing to do things that might not necessarily be the most right thing right. just to basically put up these walls of stability around mm-hmm. her. And one of those is being very, very hardcore about, you know, who is given positions yeah. around them because she's like, these people, they're, I don't know if they're trustworthy because they <laughs> were on the other side at one point. So shouldn't we yeah. put the people that we trust around us, you know, in those positions of power on the edges of, you know what we're doing mm-hmm. you know and, and and in the end i think what she's and she she worries about herself she worries about john yeah and she's thinking about that before she's thinking about just like the, the what's right for humanity and for everybody whereas i think john because he i i, I think he hasn't been in that powerless position because he's pretty much just been like a a maverick piece kind of like moving around to mm-hmm. an extent mm-hmm. like you know he hasn't been truly helpless and vulnerable to the level that Sansa has. Sure. So he's still, in a sense, he's not jaded by that. Right. He can yeah. still see the the goodness in the average person and is still fighting for the rights yeah. of the average and, person. And, there, and there's, a, there's an intelligence to what John is doing. Like you yeah. said, he's really going from the people up. Yeah. Because like those those two houses that he pardons, the Umbers and the yeah. Carstarks. And you look at them, they're like shaking. Well, they're kids, yeah. They're kids, they're, they're kids. shaking. They don't know what, yeah. if they're going to have dead. Like, exactly. And, and they're, those guys are never going to turn on him yeah. because they remember, exactly. the North remembers, you know, they remember yeah. that John yeah. was the guy yeah. who said, you know, while Sansa is actively up there yeah. saying, no, we should give those houses away their their castles away john is the one going no we're gonna stick to these guys so those guys are gonna fight the hardest in the war so it's there's an interesting thing there because john feels like he's being undermined Mm -hmm. and maybe some of the older houses with with older uh, leaders will see it that way see sansa as undermining john but for those younger kids they'll remember that you know despite pressure to do otherwise Mm -hmm. john was the one saying no we will help you sorry patrick you wanted to jump i was just gonna say the other piece to this too is i think that John understands that the world has changed, and mm-hmm. and Sansa's saying, "Our father made this mistake. Our our brother made this mistake." But that was under the old rules of these little kingdoms fighting with each other for power. Yeah. And John understands that. Okay, maybe those were mistakes in that world, mm-hmm. but we're in a different world where all of humankind needs to unite against the threat that's coming. Yeah, and we, you know, this is not going to be a weakness just because it, it maybe Dad tried this and it failed, and he lost his head, and our brother did this and it failed the direction we're heading and what's coming at us, we have to do it that way because 
it's not us against them, against them, against them. It's if we, if we don't unite, everyone's going to die. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. going to die period. And mm-hmm. we can't, you know, and, and I don't think he, it seems like no one, maybe not no one, but he's having a real hard time convincing people to, to see it that way. Yeah. Um, and some, the I think only, some are starting people, to come around. Mm-hmm. The but, only people who see it that way are the people who have seen, seen the night King. Yeah. yeah right. They actually understand that, you know, like when he tells Tormund that the, the, wildlings have now got to go man a castle yeah, from yeah. the night's watch <laughs> i love that scene where yeah. Tormund goes yeah, we're the night's watch now i guess yeah. like yeah. you know those those guys would never have done that yeah right? 10 weeks ago forget 10 years ago yeah. or 10 decades ago 10 centuries you know any yeah. of that now they're he's like all right let's go we got we got to do this because we know firsthand from hard home bad shit happens yeah. when the night king shows up mm. so, it, so i was just gonna say so mm-hmm. Sans, Sans has got a point in that Ned's ways didn't end up working for Ned and Rob's ways didn't end up working for Rob, but the game has since changed. Yeah, <laughs> and definitely. That... But but it, it, something else that's really interesting in the next little scene where they have their private conversation that plays into what you're mm-hmm. saying is we learn that Sansa admires Cersei. She doesn't mm-hmm. like her. Mm-hmm. She hates her. I'm sure she'd love to see her dead. But she has like an she admires her abilities to gain power and manipulate mm-hmm. people. And, and, and what does what does that mean for her going forward here? Because she, if 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 she's trying to play the game the way Cersei played the game, that's not really good I, for I, this I, situation. I, 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 hate, I hate I hate to say it because in a sense it's a trope, but really a lot of times the way that victims get out of being victims is by victimizing other people, mm. and I almost feel like and it would be a crazy bold thing for them to do, but if they turned Sansa into somewhat the the monster that ooh, has victimized her be- between ooh. Littlefinger and Cersei. Oof. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be an interesting thing to see because it, it, it would show then the cyclicalness mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. people being victimized, which mm-hmm. is reality. And the show has shown a lot of realities and hasn't very backed har- away from harsh reality. And that yeah. is one of them is mm-hmm. again, you in, 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 in Hollywood, I say with, yeah. with, with air quotes, a lot of times you'll see just victims and underdogs rising up and then becoming the good guys. Yeah. Because they are, were originally innocent and that equates to being good in a sense, the way yeah. from a storytelling point of view. But what if they were to show somebody getting victimized into becoming a villain? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of been a lot of suggestion that that's could be the story that Don, Danny's going down because you know she burns, uh, she likes to burn people alive. She's never really shied away from that, and yeah, but I she's feel got like... an army. Mm-hmm. She got an army of Dothraki who we've seen yeah. when they race through a place, they yeah. kill and rape and raid, and it's not really a fun time. For anybody else, um, not that those things should be fun. Or I, anything, I but, feel you know. like Danny uh, is like justice. Like she's like you know, there's no yeah, mercy. Like she's just gonna if if somebody's in the wrong, then yeah. no holds barred. But if they're if they're innocent, also no hold barred to protect them. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely the way the show is going. Yeah. It, it may be a little bit different in the books. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll see how that plays out when uh, when George Martin gets around to writing that yeah. next one. <laughs> um, but it, the show is definitely playing her up as, yeah. as Justice and as the hero. I mean, yeah. you listen to the music when she arrives at Dragonstone. Yeah. Like, that is, that's heroic music. And yeah. We'll get to that later on in the show. Um, but, but sticking with Sansa, because we do get a scene between her and the Littlefinger. And this is that, that key relationship right now. And, and Littlefinger last season was trying to drive John and Sansa apart. You can bet that's going to keep happening mm-hmm. um in this scene she's kind of dismissive of him she doesn't want to do deal with him anymore and i think loyal fingers running on borrowed time i'm kind of surprised he's still around i agree like what else and, does he have to do he served his purpose to in the story in yeah. my view and again yeah sort of the same way that those uh those lannister men are going to be very telling with Arya. Mm-hmm. i think what happens between sansa and mm-hmm. littlefinger is very telling about what's going to happen to sansa so if she if she does the honorable if if he somehow does something wrong gets the honorable death that john was yeah. talking about you know so he, he who passes the sentence swings the yeah. sword so if sansa kills him that way okay that tells yeah. us where she's going but if if she if she decides she wants to make him hurt mm-hmm. if she if he does something else to turn to try and manipulate her yeah. and she decides she wants to, to hurt him the same way she let you know like i mean you were talking about you know mm. becoming the victimizer yeah. yeah she 
let Ramsey's dogs eat him alive. So, True. So that's, that's, has, that's the moment she, there, right there. She has a bit of a history there, too. Yeah. You know, these, these characters aren't so innocent anymore, none of yeah. them. Uh, so th- th- that, that's the relationship to watch, I yeah. think, in the North is, is, is her and, and Littlefinger because that yeah. will dictate her relationship with John and just the status of, of everything yeah. going forward. It'll be good to see. All right, where we go now to King's Landing. King's Landing. So get a conversation between Cersei and Jamie, and you know they give us the whole enemies to the east, enemies to the west. They remind us who everybody is, all that. Yeah. Um, but what's really telling is, is Jamie says to Cersei, "We never talked about Tommen. She won't talk about it. It's it, it, she's really burying it, burying it, and." Now all there is for her is power. It's you know her thing was always about protecting her yes. children. You know, that was always her excuse was I'm doing this for my children. But really, I mean, it calls him the question: Was she now? Was yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, and then there's the scene where she says she knows that whatever happens next could create a, di- a dynasty that will last for thousands, thousands. of years. Mm. And Jamie calls her out: A dynasty for who? We're yeah. the only two left. Exactly. And it reminded me of a scene in the series finale of Breaking Bad. So uh, Breaking Bad spoilers to follow. Um, but in that scene, uh, Walt and Skyler have their final, their final conversation. And uh, Walt says, you know, everything I did. And Skyler stops him and says, if you tell me one more time everything you did was for the family, you know, like I'll kill you right now. <laughs> Basically, and she's like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. He said, but he admits, no, it was for me. I liked it. I like doing it. I was good at it. And we kind of get that here. Yeah. Because mm. she goes, yeah. oh, the dynasty for 10,000 years. And Jamie goes, for who? And she goes, fine then, just for us. Mm. It, it, all, it yeah. doesn't matter. It's none of that bullshit about keeping the family going or yeah. the family name or for your children. Fine. It's for us. Fuck it. We want power. Yeah. And, and it's really telling. But what's even more telling is Jamie doesn't seem to like it. Jamie doesn't yeah. seem to like mm-hmm. it. What did, what did you make of Jamie in this one, uh, Patrick? No, just as you said, he... He had this look on his face like he's seeing her for who she is kind of for the first time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's all been revealed to him now and he kind of can't believe it. Yeah. And, and maybe it's who she's become. But you kind of and from watching the show, you know, this is she, this, this is, is kind of all been. who she always was. Yeah. Well, and, and, and maybe she... part of like the fact that they had these children around blinded him to that no i think the mm-hmm. difference is that he's gone through a lot of changes as yes. a character. yeah like yeah. i think both that he have. yeah they both have but i mean from him it's a change that would change his perspective on her right yeah. whereas her change wouldn't change she probably views him the same way mm-hmm. the only thing that cha- changes mm-hmm. how she views him is differences that's happened to him not yeah. differences happened to her but obviously like when he lost his hand you know that was the ultimate lesson in in humility yeah and to taking yeah. that down a peg and not being able to use you know his status and and his strength to just get what he wanted mm-hmm. you know it forced him into the real world into like a really good way yeah. and i feel like he's he's kind of become a, a neutral almost good character yeah through mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and I, I that's that's the change that now that's why he's seeing her differently because he's changed this is why i have him living in the deadpool this season yeah, i think i agree i think yeah. i think he's one of those the principal uh heroes that's going to be involved in something heroic that happens in, in the, the next future. season like yeah. he may not live but he's going to do something important yeah that's good. i mean people think that him and cersei will die together and again i think that's something that more likely to happen in the books but in mm-hmm. the show the show tends to be a little bit more they, they go both they both both can be more brutal but also tend to follow tropes a little bit more. They, they got to keep ways. their so, a certain amount of heroes around. Exactly. And, and, you know, I think you need to have next season when the war actually begins with yeah. the White Walkers, you need to have a lot of recognizable characters around yes. to kill them off That's so that... Good point. Or to be killed by them so you feel pain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so they, yeah, One so of the they, two. Yeah, well, no, I mean to be killed. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the White Walkers to kill them. Gotcha, so that, gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Like you were yeah, saying, so yeah. we understand... Oh fuck! That's a big. That's yeah. a real threat. If these characters we yeah. know and love, I think there'll be a lot of people that if if Jamie dies in the next season by the White Walkers, will kind of have that feeling of they didn't even realize that over the course of the years they've come to like him until he gets killed off. Yeah, and they're oh, just yeah. going to suddenly feel it. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wasn't he a bad guy? And you start thinking about him. No, no you know he he's, did change he's a lot. He's yeah. turned, but he really has. And I, I, I think another part of it too is he's he's had all these experiences, but I think he's he's finally started to see that 
all, all of these games mm-hmm. his family has played look at what it's cost them yeah yeah you know he's yeah. lost his he's lost his father he's in effect lost his brother even though he's mm-hmm. alive all of his children and cersei doesn't seem really affected by it i mean she's affected but in a very different way it's yes. made her yeah. not kind of not care about anything or anyone well yeah i mean and, this is something we talked to karen and i talked about on the last mm-hmm. episode like the, the starks the next generation you know, they were raised by loving par- parents, mm-hmm. with the exception of Catelyn to John. Right. But, you know, John at least had Ned. Yeah. They were raised by loving parents who raised them as a family to love family. Tywin raised the Lannisters to love the family name. Right. Mm. And the Lannister name now entirely rests on Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which Tywin would be spinning in his grave to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Stark name can go off in any number of directions mm-hmm. with Arya, Sansa, Bran, and, well, John's a Targaryen, so that doesn't quite yeah. count. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, there's going to be a next generation of Starks, and they are going yeah. to rule the world, most likely, um, or be in a very powerful position, at least. Um, but, uh, again, with Jamie, like you were saying, he's seeing her differently now. He's seeing her for what she really is, because before, like you were saying, they had these children, so he could understand as a parent the drive mm. to yes. protect and love these children, even if he couldn't, you know, act on it publicly, publicly because he was their uncle, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he could understand that. And now that they're gone, he's seeing her for what she really is—a mad queen—and mm-hmm. is reminded of what the Mad King mm-hmm. happened, and we know what Jamie did when that happened. And, you know, I mean, right down to the point where the reason Jamie kills the Mad King is he was going to blow the city up with wildfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they seriously kind of did that on a smaller scale, mm-hmm. a little bit smaller mm-hmm. scale. Uh, so it, it, it'll be very interesting to see. And every time she turned her back, there's a great scene where she turns her back. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Jamie, just now, just now, do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Just like just like before. And I do think that's how we're going to end this season is mm-hmm. with the uh, little... Uh, sibling side <laughs> I, don't know what the, I don't know what the term is for that um but then we get uh we get euron Greyjoy arriving um this euron i think is gonna be the weak point this season i mm. they've yet to make this character interesting uh, he's just kind of there i, I kind of forgot who he was i was exactly. like oh that right that, yeah. that one guy uh, with yeah that episode. yeah, yeah he, he has yet to do anything really spectacular yeah. we, he's he's one of those characters you know they say show not tell we've been told a lot about him we've yet to actually see him yeah. do anything and uh, he shows up in king's landing and he wants to marry Cersei, which is <laughs> uh, <laughs> is interesting. So careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's ask. Well, let's ask Robert Baratheon. Some, somebody wants a dynasty. So, yeah. uh-huh. Well, let's ask Robert Baratheon what uh, marrying Cersei does to uh-huh. you. Um, but he is going to head off to find uh, Tyrion, get mm-hmm. his uh, get his bride to be a wedding present. Uh, so again, the scene, not much to go off of. It's, it's, this is one of those moments where it's just, okay, we had to do this to get the wheels in motion. And I mean, Tyrion is with Danny, who's with, uh, Theon and Yara. So it's, it's, it makes sense. We're going to get, that's that's probably Mm going to be the first Mm -hmm. big battle or or the big battle of the show. Uh, this season is going to be a, a naval battle, which we haven't really had on the show, which is going to be good uh, to change it up. So it's That'd not just really cool. guys running at each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, we've had naval to land battles, so but we yeah. haven't had ship on ship. Ship on ship, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Some Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. action. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> um, so we go from uh, from the, those guys to... Uh, where do we go next? All right. So we go to Sam. Sam, Sam mm. in Old Town. Uh, being a maester right, isn't as much fun as Sam thought it would be or trained to be it's one. A, He's it's a, a crappy job. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about because I stepped out of the room. <laughs> it's like, no, this doesn't yeah. look good. This looks like a good place to get up and stretch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he does have a really interesting conversation uh, with the Grand Maester, mm-hmm. Grand Maester Horace Slughorn, uh, for those of you who are Harry <laughs> Potter fans. Um, so it, it, it's interesting because Sam's you know, going around saying, asking people about the white walkers and nobody believes him but the grand maester does and yet the grand maester still very much wants sam to remain an observer mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be active in it that's interesting that the maesters they're not they don't want to be active in this they view themselves as observers record keepers mm-hmm. but they have crucial information as we saw in this episode mm-hmm. they have crucial information but they're not acting on it shouldn't they if they ha- what's the point of having a record if you can't use it? It's the whole thing. Those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. 
And but then I guess if you feel like you're not part of that group, you're not the part. Yeah, that's that is true. It. They you're, view you're... themselves as they view themselves as outsiders. Yeah. They mm-hmm. they don't view mm-hmm. them as part of it. And so it, it, it'll be interesting to see. Again, I think a lot of the show is about changing the old ways of right. doing mm-hmm. things. And you know, I don't think Sam will wind up as Grand Maester by the end of the show, the same way John is King in the mm-hmm. North. But he could certainly. Um, start help helping a culture change over there and, and getting the maesters to be more active in not just research and record keeping but using that to actually help if you know if they can if they re- understand what people did in the past in one situation they can take the lessons and apply it to what the, how things are happening now but instead of it being as danny said in season five a wheel you know, mm-hmm. round and round it goes mm-hmm. one's on top of the other and crushing all the people underneath and uh We'll see, but Sam learns about uh, about uh, dragon glass again. I understand people who you know we knew that yeah. <laughs> we knew that, and even he can't even acknowledge that we knew there was dragon glass at Dragonstone. He's like, "Yeah, Stannis told me, but I didn't believe it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, it's like, come on, come on, come on, Sam. You could have, yeah. you should have been paying a bit more attention. So that, that's that's where we are with. Uh, with good old Sam and there's baby Sam and Gilly hanging out. Hope they have something for them to do. Yeah. If for no other reason, I just love Gilly. Yeah. <laughs> Gilly, it's hard not to love Gilly. Wait, didn't you put her on your dead Deadpool? I don't think or I was did. Was that Karen? I think Karen All did. Right. One, one of you made me <laughs> very sad that day. <laughs> <laughs> she was one of those. She was one of those characters. Like it's like even if I thought she was going to, I probably wouldn't put her on. Right. <laughs> it just feels mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I love her too much. Um, and then we go to the Hound and the Brotherhood without banners. So we have Thoros and Beric and uh, and um, Sandor on a little uh, little adventure, and they stop back at a place that we'd visited mm-hmm. in season three, where uh, or was it season four? I don't know. One of those seasons. Those two kind of blend, blend together yeah. at times. Um, you know, they have very the dramatic. Things the same season to me. I... <laughs> well, it's, it's because it's all one book, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it kind of blends together. Yeah. Um, but they. They uh they stop off at this place where, where the hound had basically mugged the guy, and he goes in and he sees the guy's corpse and his daughter's corpse. So, mm. not good memories for old Sandor Clegane there. Um, but there's two things that sort of happen here. One, we see Sandor burying mm-hmm. the bodies, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really interesting because I think it shows the impact that Brother Ray had on yeah. him last mm-hmm. season. You know, I think. You know, looking back on those people, they kind of reminded him of Brother Ray. Brother Ray, but Brother Ray, by the way, is um, what's his face from Deadwood's uh, character? Right. I can't remember the guy's name. He was Blackbeard in Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. <laughs> what's his name? Oh, this, is gonna, this is gonna bother me. Um, but you know, he reminded him of, the, of them. They reminded him of mm-hmm. him. So it's sort of like these innocents who these people who were not part of the right. war, not part of the situation. They just got caught in between. Mm-hmm. And so he buries the bodies and tries to tries to say a little word, say a few words. Ian McShane. I had it. I was like, <laughs> I, I thought it was Ian McShane. I wanted to look it up to confirm, and you got me. <laughs> Ian McShane. I, I could see you looking oh, up on your phone, that's but, but I didn't oh, see you, I didn't see the name. I just saw the picture, the picture and it picture all clicked. Was, Even yeah. though even though I could see Brother Ray in my mind, no you problem. Said I'm like, I think it's Ian McShane, yeah, but Ian McShane. Uh, I don't want to sound stupid. So let me look it up. Next time, I'm just going to go for it, even if it's wrong, and I'll just argue with you. No, no, yeah. no, no. That's no, right. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 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 that. That that was a very as sweet as scenes with the hounds can get. That was a, a very it, sweet. I scene. think it's it's really interesting how you have um, you have two characters in Brienne and the Hound who mm-hmm. have had some encounters with each other that are yeah. quite harsh. Yet they both are kind of on their way or already are good characters. Yeah, it's, I think that's an interesting way because th- this show shows sometimes that. You even can be fighting on opposite sides of something, and you mm-hmm. can still both be good people, mm-hmm. which is really and, interesting. And eventually wind up working together. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um, Brienne started the show working for Renly, yeah. and now she's working with Davos, who started the show working for Stannis, yeah. who were enemies. So yeah. we're, we're getting that a bit, and yeah. Yeah, it seems very likely that both of them will wind up fighting alongside yeah. John in the, the the wars to come. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of that ties into what we've been talking about. It's, regardless of which side you're on, it's it's doesn't it's, matter it's anymore. how you fight too yeah. and we're yeah. we're kind of seeing like which way do we think Arya will go which way do we think sansa will go and mm-hmm. they're on the same side but they could go about it very different ways well and it does show that the hound has been reborn mm-hmm. in a yeah. way i you know uh, george martin has said that you know death comes with a cost so if you're going to be re- a resurrection comes with a cost mm-hmm. and we get that again show, show, they tell us that with Beric. we don't really see it very much 
it's supposed to happen with John. Again, haven't really seen it very much. But here with the Hound, even though he never technically died, we do see it. Mm-hmm. Because he, you know, the old Hound wouldn't have given a shit about those guys. But here he is actively mourning and, and feeling bad. So it's not a huge change uh, in the sense that, like, he doesn't, like, <laughs> you know. It, 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 or, well, it is a huge change, but it's it's different from what you would expect. It would be the yeah. reverse. Usually you would expect a caring character like John to come back not caring but here we have mm-hmm. a not caring character like the hound coming back caring mm-hmm. um, and the other big scene we get with the hound is when uh thoros gets him to look into the fire and if there was a weak point in the episode for me it was this this yeah, was a little bit i agree this is a little bit cheesy yeah uh, he i was looked... expecting him to have been pulling thoros's leg in that scene like that's when he first started narrating what he was seeing i'm like oh is he just pulling his leg and he's like no yeah. no i didn't really see that yeah i was de- i was definitely sort of uh, thinking that might yeah, be a possibility yeah. too but it, then it doesn't happen he just like he actually sees it and he's actually a believer now which is again the hound never really believed in in religion in any sense mm-hmm. even though he saw Beric be resurrected yeah. but and even with brother ray i mean brother ray, ray was a, a septon mm-hmm. and you know he was a cool septon like he was like the cool priest mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it was like yeah i don't really know if god exists you know all that yeah. stuff um but he's a uh, he's a um, now he, he's, he's, he's going to be a very devout uh, follower yeah. of the Lord of Light from here on out, it mm-hmm. seems. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of, that was a bit cheesy. I would have uh, not, I would have liked to have seen there be something else that gets the Hound instead of just looking into the fire. That, yeah. that feels like it was a little bit rushed, like we need to get the Hound yeah. on our side. I would have rather the Hound remain skeptical. Yeah, that's what I was in, Until he... And, and they the... tried to make it sound like he was like, well, I see this stuff. I don't know what to think. Like, you yeah. Know, but it, I, it, 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 it's sort of like it would have been better. I think it, it probably yeah. I, I would have liked if he had gone to the wall, not really knowing. Yeah. And then seen the White Walkers mm. and, and started believing that way. Um, but there you have it. They didn't do that. So we conclude this episode the way the first uh, or sorry the last season uh, concluded the something that's been alluded to since the very beginning of the show. I mean they had a in the previously on they had like a clip from episodes one or two of the show of Viserys and Danny talking about <laughs> going back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's somebody I haven't thought about in a while. Viserys Targaryen. Danny, we have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, she's arrived. She arrives on Dragonstone and uh, no dialogue here. She arrives. She gets, has her moment. She puts her handprint. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes, she got Tyrion, you got uh, Varys, Missandei, Grey Worm. They go in and uh, I do love the moment where she sees Stannis's banner. She rips it down. <laughs> that was very, that was a great moment. And she walks through and the only person who goes with her is Tyrion mm-hmm. and uh, her, her line shall we begin mm-hmm. is the is of course that's how they end the episode yeah. is with shall we begin mm-hmm. so what's next for this season where do we go from here now that all the pieces are in place what what do we see as the next uh, as as the next step towards uh, this ultimate well uh, i'm interested to see when the information about the dragon glass gets back to John. Yeah. Is he going to go send somebody to get it? Like, how is that going to work? Cause mm-hmm. they're going to need to start producing some weapons to use against the white walkers. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what happens there or if it just kind of just shows up and they don't even like, like, Oh, that's where it came from. But they, we don't actually see. And if there's actually any complications that happen because that journey needs to be made by someone or a group of people. Mm. So that's a natural thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then obviously you have just moving the pieces together with the, with the, um, with the two armies with, with Danny and her crew and Cersei and her crew and that inevitable clash. Yeah. But again, like, like you said, it's likely that we may be not until the end of the season. So they can yeah. pace out that uh-huh, uh-huh. those moving. Yeah. Patrick, how about you? Well, I think this season is just going to be the the, the, the penultimate battle. This is going to be like the, the right. final battle between the kingdoms before they've whoever's left when the dust settles comes together to fight the real threat. Yeah. So, I mean, we know that we can't just wrap up this season with them all realizing, oh, there's a bigger foe and we should just be, all be friends. Mm-hmm. There has to be a huge battle between everybody and we're going to lose a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and then it'll be interesting to see how those that are left decide that 
they have to work together. I mean, obviously, if the wall falls and they, they cross over, they'll know they have to. But there's still going to be a lot of bad blood that comes from just 10 minutes ago we were all killing each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is going to be really interesting. There'll be a lot of trust issues, but they're just at this point just going to be fighting for their survival. So I, I am curious that this, even though we've had this this idea of the the walkers looming for all these seasons, this is the battle that everyone's been in the show has been yeah. talking about that we've been leading up to mm-hmm. you know it's it's almost like everyone in the show thinks this is the end mm-hmm. yeah and and mm-hmm. as viewers this, this we know the, that yeah no no there's one more later <laughs> but we still have to see this play out yeah and in, in a way this season i think is the end of game of thrones mm-hmm. and next season yes. next season is a song of ice and fire mm-hmm. like that it, it becomes much more that fantastical yes. the po- politics are, yeah. are will be less important next season um yeah I, I'm, I'm with you guys obviously there's got to be some sort of meeting at dragonstone mm-hmm. uh we hear in the trailer davos say you know it doesn't matter whose skeleton sits upon the iron throne mm-hmm. I, I very much think he's saying that to a bickering john and danny mm-hmm. I, I i think that's that's definitely something so i i do think we're we're heading towards another uh, meeting between uh between uh john snow or between a, a character from the uh the westeros world with uh with daenerys targaryen mm-hmm. uh that seems like a, a real possibility but the question is why does john go does he go as the king in the north or does he go as an envoy for the queen in the north because hmm. that that you know that we see in the next time trailer somebody says a targaryen cannot be trusted now that could very easily be that could very easily be John heard that this ha- gets the raven from mm-hmm. Sam and mm-hmm. also hears that Daenerys mm-hmm. has landed there and says, I have to go and ally with her. That could very much be the case. Or with Bran being back now, he could tell John the mm-hmm. truth. You know, this mm-hmm. is who your parents really yeah. are. And John being, you know, having a bit of the Ned Stark honorable fool elements to him, he may go and... uh confess his uh his mm-hmm. his heritage there but i feel like that would almost be too much for one episode because you yeah. need some scheming in there with sansa and, and yeah. Littlefinger mm-hmm. and that sort of thing so i i think it's more likely that they're talking about the uh you know john targaryen not john yeah. uh, talking about daenerys targaryen yeah. can't be trusted not john targaryen yeah. can't yeah. be tra- yeah. trusted uh but yeah that it definitely feels like this is uh, th- this season the petty politics is is yeah. going to uh be the, what drives us and then uh it will not not much will matter after that when we uh, when we head mm-hmm. into the last season we could i mean we could see something along the lines of uh, maybe it's uh sansa and danny that can't come to an agreement if they both want to take out the queen but mm. they might disagree on who then gets the throne after mm. that yeah and at some point maybe John is the one that unites them both because he is both Stark and Targaryen. I, so yeah. I definitely Though can't that, that see into it, yeah. Sansa and Danny getting along. Mm-hmm. But they have a common enemy right now. They it's, do. I think the question would be I what happens that. after that. You know, I I can see Sansa and so? Danny getting along. I I don't see there being much friction between the Starks and the Targaryens beyond just a little bit yeah. of history because if you look at Sansa and Danny have very similar stories. They were both mm-hmm. victims who overcame mm-hmm. and, and, and have the potential to be the victimizer. Right. I, I think they could they, they could bond very easily. Um, we've seen that da- Danny can bond with powerful women mm-hmm. very well with um, Yara. Mm-hmm. And, and I see that being not, not so much of an issue. I, I, I don't expect there to be much issue there. Uh, I think the bigger issue for, that Sansa may have, it will be between choosing between john and Littlefinger, essentially mm-hmm. not as a lover or anything just as more as like <laughs> that would be a twist <laughs> who her ally wants yeah. to, is, is going to be and and danny it, it's less about um convincing her less about let's not fight and more convincing her that the real threat is in the north and mm-hmm. perhaps mm-hmm. let the iron throne go for now and and right. you know a, a smart political move for Danny could be, I'm the savior. I saved you from the White Walkers. Give me the fucking throne. Like, yeah. I, I what if there's a situation that happens where you know, like you said, Dan, Danny sees the big picture, mm-hmm. and so she lets Sansa sit on the throne, and then at the end of it all, she is, is a skeleton on the throne, and then that becomes <laughs> her fate for playing into the game that she was victimized. Yeah, by. I see. I, yeah, that's, that's definitely a, a very real possibility. I, I, I wonder if Danny goes to, to, to 
King's Landing. I, I, I see. I don't see anybody really even being on the Iron Throne at the end of this season. I think yeah. maybe somebody is in name. Yeah. But uh, I think once, once a no, I could see that as a development, like halfway through the next season. Yeah. Because this is just setting up what happens for sure when that mm. final final battle happens between the White Walkers and the, and yeah. humankind. The, the quest, the, the really the big question I think for this season is what pushes Jamie over the edge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is that for in terms of the King's Landing storyline, that's the big yes. question because it, it seems most likely that it will be some sort of thing involving mur- mass murder. Because mm-hmm. you know, Jamie seems to have a problem with that; doesn't like yeah. it, doesn't like it very much. Um, so, what's going to cause Cersei to consider mass murder? And the obvious answer is there's a Targaryen at the gates. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh we also know that danny has to be paying attention to the north as well and so perhaps the idea is let's again as we've been saying settle the politics mm-hmm. here and let's get somebody stable on the iron mentally stable on the iron throne yeah uh be it john be it sansa be it danny hell be it davos let's yeah. let's get somebody in there get let's get them what's her name um lady mormont in there <laughs> <laughs> let's get her she seems to be a powerhouse yes. this season uh let's get some people in there like that uh just so that we're not fighting amongst each other while we're yeah. fighting in the north but i think with that we will uh begin to wrap things up for this week thank you everybody so much for listening we will be back next week to talk about the second episode of season seven kieran will be back it'll be back to usual uh but huge huge thanks to uh chris and patrick for sitting in uh chris thank you as always you want to plug some stuff i mean at the sw yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's usually what i have to do i'm not gonna have to plug anything this is great (laughs) Um, yeah but you can catch chris and i doing the star wars underworld podcast each and every week talking star wars star wars underworld.com just search star wars underworld on itunes and patrick how about you at bonfrisco b-o-n-f-r-i-s-c-o on twitter and uh, RadioFreePodcasting.com RadioFreePodcasting.com That's where you'll find this show among many other great shows. Yeah, so you can keep up with uh, the show on social media. Follow us at Watcher Westeros on Twitter. Just search for and like the Watchers of Westeros on Facebook and uh, you can follow me personally at DominicJ25 and you can follow Kieran at Duggan. Six. Oh, we're in for a great season. We got lots of good stuff to look forward to. It's only seven episodes, which kind of sucks. Um, but they're going to be seven good episodes. Yeah. And if this episode, no filler. Is, yeah, if yeah that's, that's true. If this episode is any indication, I think we're in for a very strong season. And I mean, last season was one of the best we've had, and <laughs> coming off one of the worst. <laughs> but it was, it was really, it, it really, uh, I think, shook the show up in a good way. And, yeah. and this season is uh, is benefiting from that. It's going to be a great ride so don't forget to tune in next week there's also if you're gonna be at comic-con there's a game of thrones panel so uh we'll probably talk about that a bit as well so that's it thank you everybody for listening we'll be back next week so long for now It's a wrap.